Good Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Phil. It's uh, wonderful to see you again. Good morning, Peter. Are you well-rested this morning, yeah, Peter? Yeah, right. Good morning. Oh, yes. A couple of hours does the body wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> well, How's the baby? Oh, she's great. Oh, that's what counts. That's what counts. You know, three or four weeks old is still really fresh, and they still haven't figured out how to sleep through the night yet. Right, Peter? That's right, but we're trying. Um, I'm going to give her some uh, sleep medicine tonight, I think, and see how that goes. <laughs> well, Peter's dealing with problems of uh, the young, which is having new children, new families. Mm-hmm. And, um, Phil, I, I think that perhaps you and I are thinking of a different generation. On the other end On of On the life. other end of the spectrum. <laughs> so I have a quote for you this morning. This is not a quote you have to guess at. We're not going to do a, a famous Greek quote today. Oh. Uh, this is a German proverb that I just thought I'd like to share with you because it was interesting. You know you're getting old when you look at a beautiful 19-year-old girl and you find yourself thinking, gee, I wonder what her mother looks like. (laughs) Words of wisdom for this morning. But today we're going to talk about something that I think most people will find interesting. If anyone listening today has bought a house or sold a house or is thinking about buying or selling a house, There's going to be a lot of useful information we want to give you today because we're going to talk specifically about how to sell your home. And there are just, uh, it's a very lengthy topic. There are a lot of things to think about, but I think that everyone listening, um, Peter, Phil, me, all of us can benefit from learning some of these things. And so as an example, one of the questions always is, should you try to sell your house yourself or should you use a realtor? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter and I both happen to be realtors, of course, so typically we're going to be arguing in favor of why you should use a realtor. And let me give you a few ideas on that first and jump in anytime you want, Pete. And um, if you try to sell your house yourself, the first thing you might not do is you might not be able to price it correctly. You may think what you you may think you know what your house is worth, but you may not really know what your house is worth. You might think that because your neighbor sold a house for a certain amount of money, you can sell your house for that same amount of money, or your house is better. You're going to charge more. But if you don't price your house correctly, it's going to sit on the market. Secondly, you may need to do some repairs and improvements to your house that may not be something that's recognizable to your own eyes, but a realtor could point out for you. So there are just so many things when you go to try to sell your house yourself that you're not able to do. Let's assume that you do that and somebody wants to come look at your house. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be able to know how to show your house? Are you gonna be able to take the time to be there at certain hours when the buyer wants to be there? Well, maybe your broker or your realtor can be there, but you might not be able to. So there's a time factor involved, there's a knowledge factor involved, and there's a network involved. One of the strongest arguments that I would make about using a realtor Yes, you do have to pay a commission, but they're going to be able to price your house better for you in the first place. They're going to tell you what your house is worth. They can do uh, a comparative market analysis and show you what other similar houses are selling for. Uh, They can do an evaluation of your house and tell you what's good and what's bad about it. They can give you ideas for fixing up your house. 
and tell you what you might need to do to make your house more presentable. And we're going to go into a lot of detail on that this morning and talk about some tips and ideas that you can do now on your own if you're thinking about selling your house. And a lot of that might seem really, you know, obvious to a lot of people, but uh, it, it's not. There's, just, you know, you've lived in that home for you know several years to possibly 10, 20 years, and you really need to have the home viewed from the eyes of a, a fresh perspective, uh, from an outside view. Um, and you know, we will always do a market analysis and get an idea as to what we think that your house is worth, but. Uh, as my father said, you know, your your neighbor might sell a home for uh, X amount of dollars and you think that your home is worth X amount uh, based on that. It's really not. Every single home is uh, very unique and your home is worth what somebody will pay for it. Uh, and, and that's really what it comes down to. Um, again, every single home is unique, even if it's in a neighborhood where they all look alike. And some people, uh, they can't see past certain things they see a color on a house and they're instantly not interested in that house yeah um, whereas other people can see a house that's totally in disarray and see mm-hmm. the potential right and realize that it's just paint or that it's just you know this or that to to make it something very uh, unique and and right for them um, so we always make recommendations and um, in, again the home is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. We can give you a rough idea. An appraiser can give you um, possibly a better idea. But even an appraiser, it's their value of opinion, uh, uh, their opinion of value. It's not, you know, really what the home is worth. It's what they feel the home is worth. Right. Exactly. And we're going to talk in just a couple of minutes about how to price your house, how to fix up your house, how to make it saleable and more presentable. But let me jump back again and tell you some other reasons why using a realtor can make more sense. Most realtors belong to MLS, Multiple Listing Services. And they can look at MLS, they can help evaluate what the true value of your house is. They have a network, so the minute they take a listing from a client selling a house, within 24 hours they have to have that up on MLS. The minute they do that, it flashes that a new listing has been placed on MLS. And instantly, every single broker in the entire network gets to see that there's a new listing. Typically, they're going to click on it. They want to see themselves what somebody is selling this new house for. But more importantly, they may have a buyer who's looking for a particular kind of house, like your house. And so if your house, once it goes up on MLS, immediately attracts the the attention of uh, dozens and dozens of other real estate brokers, and they may have clients looking to buy something, your house is going to get instant attention that you're not going to be able to do by just putting an ad in the paper or putting a sign on your own house. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole network that's out there. And brokers do work together. Uh, Brokers are usually uh, most happy to sell the house themselves for their own listing because they'll make the entire commission. But they're just as happy if using this network allows them to sell that house more quickly. Yes, they'll have to share the commission but it also means they're going to be able to sell property more quickly and move property more quickly. So in general, you're going to sell your house faster if you use a realtor. You don't have just one person that's working for you. You have the no, the whole network of the Greater New Bedford Real Estate Board, uh, Real Estate uh, Organization, or the Fall River Real Estate Organization. Everyone from those organizations is tied into each other. So you, you really have a lot of people helping to sell your house at the same time. And if you, you're, I'm sorry. No, that's, that's okay. Go ahead. How would you go about choosing 
a broker? Well, there's a number of ways you can do it. Um, Peter and I do uh, real estate brokerage, and we're happy to help people in that area. But there are many, many other good companies around, uh, Century 21, Remax, um, Costello Real Estate's a good company uh, to use. And we do business with a lot of these firms. Um, Sotheby, old Dartmouth Sotheby, uh, sells higher-end homes in Dartmouth. There are just so many, many good ones. First place to look, obviously, is the Yellow Pages and the telephone book. Second place you can do is you can call the local realtor organization and say, can I get a listing of everybody who belongs to your organization? And by the way, they have uh, a set of ethical standards they have to abide by. Uh, There are very stringent rules on conflicts of interest that every realtor, every broker has to follow. Mm -hmm. And the other important thing to tell you about, another strong reason to consider using a broker is the brokers are familiar with the laws, so they know what you can say and what you can't say. If you're trying to sell your own house and you have some defect, you better be really certain about what you can say and what you can't say about that defect or whether you have an obligation to disclose it. Brokers are going to know those rules. Realtors will know those rules. The individual homeowner trying to sell their own house is not. I'll give you a quick example. I have a niece who bought a house up in the uh, Northbridge area, central Massachusetts. Um, She actually had a home inspection done, um, but the seller had very cleverly concealed a leak in the basement behind um, our partition. They actually had a, a leak. He wrapped a lot of duct tape around it, and it's something that probably would have only cost a few hundred dollars to fix. But what what that particular seller did is they wrapped it up in duct tape, then they put sheetrock over it, I mean, a little false partition to cover up the pipe. And it wasn't something that any home inspector could ever see, and they do a good job too. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, a month or two after she moved in, all of a sudden she noticed her carpet was wet. And they, of course, had to tear down the wall and find out what the problem is. They're now suing the seller for intentionally concealing a defect. Well, that's not something that anybody should ever do ethically. Right. But certainly any proper seller selling should know better than not to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And a broker can advise them. Um, The other thing that the broker can do is help arrange financing for the buyer coming in. So let's say you want to sell your house yourself, and you have a buyer, and the buyer says, yes, I want to put 10% down. I need to get a 90% loan. I'm not sure where I'm going to go yet. Does the seller have an idea about how to refer that buyer to a lender? And does the seller know what the process is going to be to get that buyer qualified for financing? Probably not. But a realtor and a broker is going to know how to put people in touch with financing sources. And that's exactly right. There's sources that we can refer to. You can't refer to just one. Uh, and if somebody is looking for, say, a home inspector, you can't refer to just one home inspector. You can you know, give a list of home inspectors. Um, same thing with, uh, with financing. Uh, you can give a list of, of people uh, that do financing. Uh, Brokers and realtors and and real estate salespeople, they really do a lot that most people aren't aware of. Uh, One of the most important things is, of course, uh, making sure that you have the right price set on the home, as we discussed a little bit earlier, uh, so that you get the most for what you're looking for, 
but also so the home doesn't sit on the market for a year. Right. So it sells fairly quickly, but not mm-hmm. so quickly that you, uh, you know, think that you could have gotten more for the property. Uh, negotiating is a, a big aspect, and talking back and forth between buyers uh, or their representatives, and and trying to get the the correct and best price for you. We work for you, brokers, realtors. We work for the people who are selling their home, if that's what we're doing, or buying their home, if that's what, and, and you can't have any uh, in between. There's, there's no cloudy area there, uh, no gray area. You really have to be on one side or the other when you're dealing with any transaction. Uh, but we do a lot of negotiating with, um, with um, potential buyers for all of our clients. There's also a lot of other things that we do in terms of knowing where to put the proper smoke and carbon monoxide detectors and which ones to put because there's uh, both photoelectric and uh, ionization detectors and you have to know which ones go where to get the proper certificate. That has to be done before closing. Um, as well as working with buyer's attorneys and you know, getting purchase and sale agreements uh, properly signed and making sure that everything's okay in there. Uh, doing the final readings, whether it's oil or water readings, and uh, working with the home inspectors and making sure that the home, you know, the, the brokers and realtors generally, and they really should, go to every single home inspection for their client because they should have a real inside knowledge as to what the the inspector is seeing at the time of the inspection, not just reading a report later on. Um, so they can say, hey, no, that wasn't that big of a deal, or right. uh, depending on, on, again, on what side of the transaction that they're on. Um, and, and finally, one of, the, one of the other things I'd like to just mention when you're dealing with a realtor um, or a broker or a salesperson, make sure that you know what kind of contract you're getting into, um, the length of the contract, uh, what commission they're getting, and ask them if they offer a co-broke commission. Uh, make sure that, you know, that they do that because it, it does uh, help the other, uh, the other brokers basically want to try to sell that home for you that much faster. You know, that's an important point, uh, Peter. And by the way, I'm going to ask uh, if anybody's interested in this subject, make sure you have uh, something to write down on and something to write with a pen or a pencil, because we're going to mention some websites that people need to look at, too, to help you double-check on what the value of your house is and things of that nature. So uh, let's move on from the subject of why you should use a realtor and a broker and talk about some other things. I think that we've made that point. Brokers are obviously professionals. They work hard at their profession. They have to be licensed, and they do add value. That's the most important takeaway from this whole discussion about why you should use a realtor or a broker. And we have to keep up to date, and we want to keep up to date on the latest changes in real estate trends as well as real estate laws. Uh, we have to do continuing education, but you know, in addition, there's a, a monthly magazine that comes out that you know we like to read. Uh, we just came from a, a basically three-day conference on real estate uh, that was not required, something that we wanted to do. Um, so, you know, make sure that, and I think that most people who are in the business are interested and passionate about real estate and helping you. So that's right. important also. Sure. So the number one tip when it comes to selling your house is you need to know how to price it correctly. Mm-hmm. And there's a variety of ways of doing that. As we mentioned, using a realtor, they can do a comparative market analysis. They'll look at current listings. They'll look at past sales, recent sales. 
They'll look at replacement costs. They'll look at demographics and where are you located. Um, I, I also want to mention, Phil, that in a few weeks there's going to be a first-time homebuyer program put on by the Office of Community Development, Communities and Development in New Bedford, uh, sponsored by the mayor's office and then uh, that particular department. And That's gonna, actually coming up, I believe, uh, this coming week. No. Um, well, let me think of when it is. Yes, actually, it's coming up fairly soon. It's coming up on the um, June 3rd and June, June 5th, but you have to pre-register for that. Correct. And there is a fee for that. Mm-hmm. We've talked to a few people about that. So if you're interested on the home buyer side, especially if you're going to be a first-time home buyer, you really ought to make arrangements and make the time to go to that conference. It's in the evening. Yes, it's well worth Two the, evenings. the little money that you invest, the amount of knowledge you get, because friends of mine have taken this and have benefited greatly. I think it's only $20 to do it. Right. But um, coming back to the selling side again for a minute, um, the most important thing to do is to make sure your house is priced correctly. If you price it too high, it's going to sit there. If you're anxious to sell it quickly, find out what the correct price is and then underprice it a little bit so you can get a lot of quick activity. Uh, second thing is there are some important secrets of selling your home. Have your closets half empty. There's nothing that looks worse than if you have closets that are totally stuffed with clothing because it creates the immediate impression you don't have enough storage space in your house. Oh, it makes great sense. Yeah. Did you say Greek sense? <laughs> yeah, that too. No, no, great sense. Great sense and Greek sense. Well, it does because uh, think about it. If you go into a house and you open the closets and they're all stuffed chock full, top and bottom, side by side, it creates the impression you don't have enough closet space. Right. So you've got to find something to do. Uh, just store it someplace else. Make sure that your closets and cabinets are clean and tidy. The third tip is light up your home. You'll go into a house sometimes if you're looking to buy a house and you'll see that all the lights in the house are on. Well, they're on for a reason. It makes it uh, more pleasant. It makes it brighter. It makes uh, buyers want to come in to take a look at the house. Take down the drapes, clean the windows. If you're looking outside the house and you're looking through dirty windows, that doesn't create a good impression. Whenever I've done a showing, Phil, I've always gotten there at least 15, 20 minutes early. And a lot of times people do show up early, but more importantly, I like to get there before anybody gets there, potential buyer. And I turn on virtually every single light in the house. As long as it's not, you know, like a floodlight, like the the sun just came into the house, um, I, I like to turn on all the lights. And then I turn them all off, of course, before I leave. Um, it just looks nicer, and things look larger and cleaner uh, when they're when everything's lit and, up nice. And change the size of your light bulbs. You know, we all put in lesser, s- smaller wattage light bulbs because we're trying to save electricity. Well, that means it looks dim when you go in. So you know what? If you're going to sell your house, Absolutely. upgrade the wattage in your light bulbs. Make they it do brighter. This with diamonds, do you notice jewelry stores? Sure. How they utilize bright lights. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's funny because it was about a month ago I went and looked at a, a watch at Macy's that I thought looked so nice. And they took it out of the display for me and I thought it just looked really crummy. And then they put it back under the light again. And I thought that looks really nice again. I guess I'll have to walk around if I buy it with the spotlight on it. But I didn't buy it. <laughs> when you're working with a broker, uh, Phil, make sure when you're hiring the broker that they're familiar with your neighborhood. 
and uh, you want to be able to have somebody that you're working with who uh, knows what other properties might have sold for in your neighborhood. That's part of doing the market analysis. Here's your next tip. Conceal the critters. What critters? Hide your cuddly dog. Hide your kitty cat. Oh. Uh, you might think that it's going to be charming for a buyer, but not necessarily. Not everybody is a dog lover or right. a cat lover. Yeah. Like uh, Peter prefers dogs. I prefer cats. Mm-hmm. I, I like all animals, but I just happen to have two dogs right now. And buyers typically don't want to go in to look at your house and see, you know, dog food and cat food bowls on the corner with stuff on the floor or smell a, mm-hmm. a smelly kitty litter box and right. so forth and see hair all over the place. Yeah. And not only that, but some people might be instantly turned off because uh, I've actually had some people who are extremely allergic you to bet. pet dander. Sure. And, you know, all I think all that they can think of is I've got to rip out every single thing that's cloth in here, all the carpet and everything else, before we can even move in. Mm-hmm. A couple more tips, and then we're going to come back to some more tips. Um, take the home out of your home when you're selling. What does that mean? Get rid of all of your personal stuff. Believe it or not, people don't want to look at your wedding pictures and personal items and stuff and junk declutter your house make it look simpler cleaner neater it's going to be far more appealing to somebody and just a couple of other quick points we'll get more into those tips Uh, we're going to take a short break here in a minute but uh, that's important i mean i'm sure that everybody has gone to either a uh, a timeshare and gone to the model home or gone to a model home in a new subdivision and they're set up very very carefully for a reason uh, with not much clutter but some fake flowers or maybe some real flowers uh, it's important to have everything decluttered and just looking you know fresh and and open and clean we're going to come back to the whole question of staging uh, right after the commercial break. I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys and our dear friend and host, Phil Paleologus. And our whole objective is to help people save money and protect your assets and protect your family, whether it's in retirement planning or social security planning or helping you sell your home. Call us at 508-998-8858. We're here to help you. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Money Guys radio show. Ray and Peter, this is so fascinating to learn how to sell one's home. Also very important. Well, it is. It's the largest single asset that most people have is your home. When you sell, you want to get the most value possible. And our goal is very simple. We want to protect your family. We want to protect your money, period. And part of that means making sure that when you sell your house, you're selling it most effectively. By the way, uh, a couple of quick rules on tax laws when you sell your house. If it's your primary residence that you're selling, if you're a single person, the first $250,000 of capital gain is tax-free under federal tax law. How much is that? $250,000. If you're a married couple and you sell your house, the first $500,000 of capital gain is tax-free. That's not the selling price. That's only the gain. Right. The right. selling price minus what you paid for the house. Mm-hmm. But we won't go into a lot of, about the tax rules. We're going to talk about some practical ideas about how to sell your house. Uh, decluttering is extremely important. And, and, and one, of the, one of the things that uh, we're talking about now and, and just before the break is about how to fix up and 
make the, the home presentable inside. And I've always been of the mindset that you want to make, you know, your home have, have good curb appeal to get people inside and get them interested in going to look at the house. And um, we just learned something uh, two weeks ago at this conference that we went to that changed our minds in terms of uh, what to do when preparing to sell your home. And that is to really take care of any cosmetic defects and, and clean up that you might need to do inside first and then do the outside. Um, I'll let you explain a little bit further why sure. why yep, uh, a good point. we went into that. But the reason that we're talking about the inside first and not the outside, it's the opposite of what I've always believed, but there's a good reason for that. Yeah, and, l- and let me explain that a little bit further too, Phil. If you decide suddenly to put your house on the market, and the right. first thing you do is make sure the grass is cut, the bushes are trimmed, and so forth, mm-hmm. and so it has nice curb appeal, it looks great from the outside, and then that causes somebody to want to look at the inside, but you haven't touched the inside yet, their total impression is going to change on that house. So wow. they had a positive impression first on the outside. So you need to think about doing just the reverse, which sometimes defies common sense. If you need to repaint a room, repaint the room. If you need to fix up your kitchen, your bathroom, your bedroom, take care of those things first. And then if you want to, put the house on the market because people are going to be totally surprised when they walk in the house. But in any event, do the inside fix up first and then start to work on the outside. Somebody told me that they walked into a home, saw the color of the wall, and immediately were turned off. Oh, absolutely. Neutral colors, neutral colors, neutral colors. Only neutral colors. Your favorite shade of light purple may be appealing to you, but it's going to make somebody else cringe, and they're going to think, oh, I'm going to have to paint this wall, or it's going to just turn them off. Neutral colors only. And you would be surprised. I I can't tell you how many showings I've been to. I would say at least 75% of the people that I do showings for, uh, they get turned off by a property because of the paint on the walls. or some very you know Very minor cosmetic. I mean, how long does it take to paint a room? Uh, but some people just can't see past that, and they, they don't have the vision to say, well, if I painted the room this color, but it's it's true. Most people can't see past that, so neutral colors are important. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a personal story on that one, Phil. When, okay. when um, we lived on uh, Gulf Road when Peter was in high school and we were thinking of selling a house, we came home one day and discovered that it was bad enough that he had posters on the wall, but he had suddenly put a whole series of posters on the ceiling. <laughs> And I won't tell you what those posters were of, but they only stayed up there for one day. And then we said, sorry, those are coming down. (laughs) So if you're selling the house, take down the posters. You can't can't show a house like that. The first impression is the only impression. So forget the old rule that says the first impression is the best impression. You only have one shot to show your house. Mm -hmm. Your first impression is is your only impression. It it took quite a bit of convincing for uh, my wife to agree to buy a house that we bought up in Freetown uh, back in 2005. Uh, We walked in and the entire house was dark, dark, dark wood paneling, uh, very heavy, dark purple, uh, velvet drapes, uh, shag carpeting, pea green carpeting in in the kitchen, carpeting in the bathrooms 
And I saw all the potential and realized that, yes, it would be some work, but it would be a wonderful house when it was done. My wife said absolutely not. It took mm -hmm. some convincing, but uh, after about a month of me working furiously at it, she was thrilled with it. But she is in the majority where they can't see past that. So Right. <laughs> you know, um, getting back to this first impression is the only impression thing. Buyers judge your house immediately from the outside as well. We talked about why it's important to fix up the inside. But let's also talk for a second about the outside. Have somebody else take a look at your house for you. Maybe it's your realtor if you go to work with a realtor. Spruces, spruce up the exterior of the house. You can get some flowering shrubs and put in a few flowering shrubs. It immediately creates a different impression. And that's curb the, appeal. Yep, the curb appeal is one of the biggest things. I mean, if you can afford it, replace your front door if it is peeling or if it's you know an older door. Um, you know, replace it with a nice heavy door, uh, maybe with some glass windows in it. Uh, it's you know it's going to be five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars easily, uh, but it's worth it. If your door right now is in need of any kind of repair or paint or anything, uh, the outside, as I said, is really what I always believe to be the most important in terms of getting people there. And it is to get people there, but once they see the inside, if that turns them off, then they'll never come back. So the outside, as my father just said, make sure that your landscaping. You don't have to have somebody do it. You can do it yourself on a weekend. Just make sure the lawn is cut that uh, you know the, the lawn is weed whacked um, and that you have a fresh uh, bunch of mulch down if it's you know in, in the warmer months and that your bushes are, are trimmed or that you put some new bushes in. Uh, if it's the, in the winter time just make sure that the, the uh, sticks from any storms are picked up anything like that just make it look nice it doesn't have to be professionally landscaped but if it's overrun uh, or if, you know bushes and trees are not pruned it really it creates a really bad first impression. People might not even want to come inside. Let, right. Let's come back to some other very specific tips on selling your home. And one is always be ready to show your house. A broker might call you up and say, you know what, somebody just called me. They're in town only this afternoon. Can they come by in two hours and take a look at your house? Well, if your house hasn't been cleaned, if it hasn't been picked up, you're going to say, oh, gee, I need more time. And you may actually turn that person down. So once you decide you're going to sell and you actually have your house listed for sale, you never know when a buyer's going to walk through. Or what if you're not home and yet your broker has permission to bring a buyer into the house? So you always want to have it picked up at all times. You always want to have it clean. Don't leave dishes in the sink. Keep the dishwasher cleaned out. Make sure the bathroom is cleaned. So cleaning, that's, again, that first impression. And if you do have pets... You have to be honest with yourself. I have pets, and I know that sometimes my house might smell a little bit like dog. Um, be honest with yourself, and if you can't be honest with yourself, ask somebody else who hasn't been in your house in a while to just come in and ask for their honest answer. Don't be offended if they say anything. If your house smells like animal, if it smells like cat boxes, or if it smells like dog fur, you know, then you're going to have to do some cleaning um, and use some air fresheners or whatever you can to try to. That's one of the biggest turnoffs if you go into a home that sure. that smells badly. Yep. Uh, is it uh, advisable for the owner of the house to be there when the broker has uh, an interested party or not? No. Generally not. Mm -hmm. See, Peter and I haven't consulted on that question, but we both agree. Generally not. Mm -hmm. No, we're there working for the client. 
Uh, we're there to answer any questions. If in very rare cases we can't answer a question that maybe the homeowner could, then we'll get back to the potential buyer. But that's very rare because we normally gener- you know, familiarize ourselves with the property very well uh, before we even do our first showing. Um, it's not because... And especially it's not advisable for uh, the home inspection once the offer is submitted and the home inspection process begins. The, 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 the homeowner doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to hear negative comments about their home, no matter how minor. Um, and it's, it's just a conflict of interest. We're there working for you. Let right. us work for you. Mm-hmm. I want to mention a couple of websites. Uh, and I suggest if you have any interest in real estate in general or selling your house in particular, Write down a couple of websites. One is called Zillow, Z-I-L-L-O-W dot com. They have, it's a ballpark idea of what you, your house is worth. They're not entirely accurate, but it'll give you a ballpark. They seem to be either really pretty accurate, in my estimation, or sometimes they are way off. Um, but it's a good place to start just to get a rough idea. There's another great website called Trulia, T-R-U-L-I-A. Dot com, trulia.com, and it'll show you instantly a map of your entire neighborhood. It'll show you what other houses are being marketed for, what they're on the price, what they're on the market for. You can click on that, and you can see all the details for that particular house. So it gives you another idea of houses that are for sale in streets around you or nearby you. So those are a couple of really good websites to take a look at. Ray, could you repeat those? Because sure. our listeners are saying, wait a minute. <laughs> Get your pen and pencil ready. <laughs> Write down Zillow, Z-I-L-L-O-W dot com and Trulia, T-R-U-L-I-A, Trulia dot com. A couple of good sites to look for. We use Zillow occasionally to get a ballpark estimate if we're looking to help somebody get a reverse mortgage, for example because we can quickly estimate what the house is worth and then quickly run some numbers and say you might be able to get a reverse mortgage for this particular level. Yes, we use um, Zillow usually. It's the very first thing that we go to when it comes to uh, a reverse mortgage just to get a really rough ballpark figure. Again, sometimes they are way overvaluing property. Sometimes they're undervaluing properties. Uh, it really depends. They, they used to be a lot better. They're still pretty good, and we still do go there mostly for reverse mortgages. Um, but it's a place to start for sure, um, and it's interesting to, to look at. I think that they uh, initially set out trying to really help people try to determine values of different properties, and now I think that they're more interested in um, being a, uh, a, a site for people to go to to look for homes to purchase. Mm-hmm. And, and brokerage referral and so forth. Let's talk about some inexpensive things you can do to fix up your house and some more expensive things that will add value, and what things should you add and what things shouldn't you add. So let's talk about the easy ones. You go inside your house, and maybe you had a water leak three or four years ago, and you fix the water leak. Maybe you even replace the roof. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you, you have never gotten around to paint the ceiling, and you still have a stain in your ceiling. Right, exactly. Yeah, the ceiling. You don't mm-hmm. want to see a water stain on the ceiling and have somebody think that there's a water leak in the house that Absolutely. you fixed. Absolutely. Um, carpeting. If your carpeting is really old and worn and stained, it's going to create a negative impression. So think about spending some money to put brand new carpeting down in certain rooms. Uh, paint is always a good idea. If you're going to paint, keep it neutral. You know, white, off-white, don't, don't think that you're going to put in the latest shade of blue or green or yellow and so forth. It's not going to be what somebody else wants. And, and most people know that 
the most expensive rooms to update in your home is the kitchen followed by the bathrooms. Uh, you can spend a fortune there. So we don't recommend doing any major upgrades uh, if you're selling uh, your home. But if your kitchen or your bathroom or bathrooms are in real disrepair uh, or are really dirty, maybe even hire a professional cleaner to get in there and clean everything really well, possibly replace the toilet seat. I know that sounds funny, but sometimes, you know, you get the, the really old, uh, you know, sort of teal green toilet seats that are all cracked, you know, so just simple cosmetic things to make it look uh, a little bit nicer really help. Those are some inexpensive things you can do. Let's talk about some more costly upgrades that would be useful in terms of making your house more marketable. What if you have an old cracked worn driveway? Well, either seal it or consider replacing it. If you've got a brand new driveway there, an instant positive impression, you're going to get 100% of your money back on that particular investment. Don't go put a swimming pool in because that's going to be wasted money. If you add a swimming pool, it's not going to create value. A lot of people don't want a swimming pool. A lot of people don't want a swimming pool, believe it or not. Surely. But the things that people focus on mostly are kitchen first, bathroom second, and bedroom third. They're going to spend time in those rooms. Um, If it's a woman coming in to look at the house, the first thing that she's going to want to see typically is the kitchen. Exactly. And, and, you know, it sounds like a little hokey thing, but make the house smell nice, as we sort of mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Um, Put some some – not incense, excuse me, some uh, of the – what do you call it? The those deodorants that smell like uh, cinnamon and apples. No, yeah, it's, it's even better. <laughs> Some candles. What's even better is chocolate chip cookies. And chocolate exactly, chip it sounds hokey, right. but you know, make mm-hmm. some chocolate chip cookies and have yeah. that smell in the air. You're right. And make it smell cozy. Make it feel cozy. Um, your master bedroom. Try to make the bed look as comfortable as possible. All right, let me come back to a couple of things again about those three major rooms, though, because some of them involve some money and some expenditure. If you spend money in the kitchen, you don't necessarily have to go and replace all the kitchen cabinets. If you simply change the hardware, that can make a difference. Countertops are a big plus. If you have old Formica countertops and you invest money in granite or Corian or something like that, you're going to get that money back, and it's going to create a truly positive impression in the kitchen. Same thing with the floor surface in the kitchen. But don't necessarily go and rip out all the cabinets. Um, If you have an old, old dishwasher, it's fairly inexpensive to pop in a new dishwasher. That will create a positive impression. People like to go into a house and think, you know, I could live here for a while if I had to without having to go in and immediately redecorate the whole place, which is why we recommend neutral colors. Mm -hmm. Bathroom, the same thing. Peter made the suggestion about toilet seats. As silly as it sounds, if you have a worn toilet seat, that's a negative. For $30 or $25, you can put a brand new toilet seat on. It's going to look like it's been maintained. You want to create the impression that the house has been properly kept up and properly maintained. Clean windows, inexpensive fix. Wash your windows. Um, If you truly have a question about the value, hire an outside appraisal company. And there are many of them in New Bedford. We'll be happy to give you names of the appraisal companies we work with. And they'll go in and do an appraisal. And typically it's going to be $300, $350. But they'll tell you what they think the house is worth. Or you can do it for free with a broker. Um, Think about having your own home inspection done. This may sound kind of stupid, but if some buyer comes in to buy your house, they're going to have a home inspector come in. And they're going to go through with a fine-tooth comb and pick out all the defects that are there. And I mean every single defect. 
and it's it's that's another reason again what I said before not to have the the the, the home owner there because they will pick out every little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. So think about this: what if you hired the home inspector yourself? Have them go through your house. It's not that expensive. It's probably about a $300 number. And they go through and do a home inspection report for you. Now you know what things you need to focus on to get fixed. Now it's a selling point because now the broker can even say to the prospective buyer, this homeowner brought in their home inspection company themselves to figure out what things might need to be taken care of, and they've already taken care of virtually all of them. Wow. Think of the peace of mind that Surely. that gives to a buyer coming in. They're not going to have to do a lot of work. So you don't have to spend a lot of money, but if you're going to spend money in any place, do it in the kitchen or the bathroom or upgrade your bedroom. Are finished basements important? No. Okay. See, now I would think that they would be, but <clears throat> very interesting. No, for, for mm-hmm. very few people they are Mm-hmm. Uh, just a very quick story. Again, when my wife and I were looking for homes, all I cared about was either a finished basement or a basement basement that I could finish. Um, and a garage was a plus, and then a yard big enough to do some of the landscaping things that I like to do because I enjoy uh, not gardening per se, but um, Japanese maples and bamboo and that type of stuff. So those two things were really important to me. And she did not care at all about the the basement that was either finished or that could be finished. Um, as a matter of fact, a lot of people could see that a uh, finished basement might be a potential problem if there might be mold underneath the carpet or behind the walls. Could hide defects, as as with my niece. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, I guess the time of year is also uh, very, very important. Uh, the time of year is, is very important. This is the primary selling season right now because people want to think about buying a house this time of year so that they can make their move during the summer months, and if they have children, they can get their kids in school for the fall without having to interrupt. That's right. (laughs) Most people do want to buy and or sell this time of year. Uh, Of course, homes do sell throughout the year. Uh, My sister bought a home in December. Uh, Most people, you know, you're talking back to school is a busy time for people, and then you're talking... Uh, from Halloween, if you if you have kids, from Halloween right through Christmas, forget about it. You're no. busy. You're too busy with you know family holidays and all the the kids' holidays. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's not a great time for a lot of people in the dead of winter. So mm-hmm. this is the time, and most people are aware of that. Let me uh, su- summarize a few of these rules. Number one, if you're going to use a broker, listen to what the broker is going to tell you. Ask the broker not only what is your house worth, and to do a comparative market analysis, and what is their record perhaps in that particular community, that particular area. But also say, I'd like to have from you a list of specific ideas of what I should do to help fix up my house to make it sell more quickly. And then listen to the broker. You don't have to go crazy and spend a lot of money. Sometimes people sell their house because they need to financially. But if you can create better curb appeal, uh, instead of planting bushes, if you don't have a lot of money to go out and spend 40 or $50 on a bush to plant, buy a potted plant and put some potted plants on the stoop or on the deck with some bright flowers. That creates Surely. a good impression. Or a mm-hmm. couple of hanging plants out back. You Positive impressions. Create curb appeal from the outside. 
Make sure you can fix up whatever you can fix up on the inside. Make sure it's clean. The house has always got to be clean. Make sure the windows are washed. Make sure that the walls don't have holes or spots on them. If they do, fix the holes, patch them, sand them, paint it. Paint it in neutral colors. Keep it bright. Very, very important is to declutter. Get rid of your junk. Even if it means taking your favorite knickknacks and pictures and putting them in a box. I mean, if you're selling your house, you're planning to move anyway, right? Right. So do a little advanced packing. Get rid of some of your clutter. Get it in storage or put it away and take some stuff out of your closet. Good luck telling Celeste that. Well, everybody has that problem. And we have lists of all these ideas and tips. Uh, we also have a, a whole bunch of different websites that we could recommend uh, going to as well. Um, call us if you have any questions. We're always happy to help and, and answer any questions for you. Our goal is to help you with your making wise decisions to help protect your family and protect your money. Call us at 508 998 8858. We're on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, number 352. And mm -hmm. we'd really like to help you. Um, as you know, Phil, we do a lot of work in retirement planning. Yes. We've got some other interesting topics coming up uh, going forward. In a few weeks from now, we have uh, a special guest coming on from John Hancock. We do business with them as well. And we're going to be talking about long-term care insurance and how to protect your assets if somebody goes to a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And long-term care insurance is one solution. So we're going to focus on that piece of it. We're going to continue to talk about retirement tips. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. selling the house is one of the most important things that we do. We want you to get it right. Mm -hmm. um, Peter, what else would you like to say about selling your house? Uh, that's basically it. I mean, we, uh, as usual, I say we could probably do two shows, no problem on this topic. Uh, and this topic is no exception. Uh, just talk to somebody, get some advice. And if you are looking to do it um, on your own, maybe pick up, uh, you know, some interesting websites that might have some tips for you because you, you can't make a mistake uh, because it could come back and bite you either by not getting you the, 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 the full amount that your home is worth uh, or somebody coming back and suing you after the fact. So just yeah. make sure that you, uh, you know, do everything really carefully uh, or go out and seek the advice of a, a broker or, or realtor. It's a minefield out there. There's a lot of competition. You know, one example I would give is uh, help you sell real estate. They've never really taken off as a way to help you sell your house. It just hasn't been successful. People don't have the time. Put your trust in a professional who knows what well, they're that's doing. That's it. That's it. And you, that's the buzzword. We trust you. We trust USA Wealth Realty. We trust. And that's so important. Uh, whenever you're going to do anything of this magnitude, trust is the number one thing. If folks listening decided not to take your advice uh, with cosmetics and with sprucing up the house and whatnot, what kind of a price difference are you looking at if they walk if the client walks in and sees eh, you know things not uh, very very good you could be looking at a 10 to 20 percent reduction in what you would get for that's that tremendous house. wow and, and you could spend perhaps five percent to really get the top level price that's a lot of money it certainly is a lot of money there's a lot in the market today the good news is that 
the market is definitely improving for real estate. We're seeing increased sales. The average prices are going up. It's actually a good time to be selling now if you've been thinking about doing that. So get some professional advice, folks. We're happy to help you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we look forward to talking with you and helping you any way we can. You betcha. And before we uh, leave on this Sunday morning, I, I want to know who was on these posters in your bedroom and on your ceiling, Peter? Oh, gosh. I must have been, what, 16? <coughs> it was probably Samantha Fox and... I don't know, maybe some rock bands, Pearl Jam. Uh, there was Farrah Fawcett Major. There, that's what I... <laughs> on the wall. I was thinking I think, of Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit too young to have had the Farrah Fawcett. That would have been if I was 16 in the 70s, right? <laughs> no, but there were people like that with leather costumes and stuff on the walls. But the ceiling became another story by itself, Phil. And those were straight out of... Playboy and some other similar books, and I said, no, no. that won't fly in my house. Sorry. What, well, oh. just think, you you only had one 16-year-old to deal with. I'm going to have two eventually. Oh, my goodness. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all the best with the baby. You know, both our families have brand new babies, and we... Yes, uh, congratulations. We feel that joy. Thank Isn't it you. wonderful? It is. It really, really is. And so is this program. Well, thank you, Phil. We're we're always thrilled to be here with you, and uh, you make it a lot more interesting for us, and I'm sure for our listeners as well. It's a pleasure, and we look forward to next week's show, same time, right here on WBSM. On Money Wise with the Money Guys.